Welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet's new series of fresh fruit and vegetable conversations with me, Chris White. I'm talking down the line from my little studio here in London with people from across the world of the fresh fruit and vegetable business today about some of the biggest issues they're facing in business. I hope these short 15-minute conversations with me will give you some really good insights into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. These conversations complement the reports and analysis we already give you at FruitNet. They're online on the internet at fruitnet.com, in print, in magazines you know, such as Eurofruit, Asia Fruit, Fresh Produce Journal and Produce Plus, as well, of course, as our German language weekly, Fruchthandel. This last day of March uh, 2020 marks 100 days since the coronavirus outbreak started in China. The epicentre of the outbreak has moved west in those three months, from China to Italy and now to the United States of America. In episode two, we talked about China. In this episode, I want to turn to Italy, and that's from where my guests join me down the line on Fruitbox today. First up is Rita Biserni, who's in charge of marketing at Allegra, one of Italy's largest suppliers of classic lines such as pears, kiwifruit, stone fruit, and citrus, as well as a wide range of vegetables. Hi, Rita. Welcome to Fruitbox. Hi, Chris. Thank you for inviting me. Also joining us on Fruitbox today is Fabio Zanesco, who heads up marketing at VIP, the huge cooperative of growers based in the Val Venosta, a beautiful high alpine valley at some thousand metres above sea level. Hi, Fabio. Welcome to Fruitbox. Hi, Chris. Hi, Rita. And good morning to our listeners. It's great to have you both here on my show today. Now, anyone who turns on the TV news anywhere in the world today will know that Italy has been hit hard by the coronavirus. Tens of thousands of your fellow citizens have been affected by the disease, Rita and Fabio, and very sadly, several thousand, now over 10,000, have died. Your Prime Minister very recently called it the toughest trial for Italy since the Second World War. And we've also seen uh, on our TV screens the quiet miracle that happens every day as well, day in, day out. And that's the one of millions of Italians going out to buy their food to feed their families. Supermarkets are full of fresh fruits and vegetables. There aren't any shortages. And it seems to me remarkable that this can happen at a time of such crisis for your country. Now, you're both in marketing. Uh, let's look at this more closely. Uh, it, of course, all starts in the orchard uh, and, and with the grower. How are growers managing to pick and pack their crop, Rita? Let, let's hear from you first. Uh, well, fortunately, uh, we are at the time of the year where we don't have any picking process going on. Uh, so the um, activities in orchards are quite limited and we don't have to take any extra procedures. Uh, on the other hand, uh, packing houses uh, are currently busy uh, with the packing of pears, apples, and mainly kiwi. Uh, it, it has been quite challenging because we basically uh, went to work one morning and uh, we got two different reactions. On one side, we were coming from a peak demand uh, of uh, fruit and vegetables in, uh, in supermarkets, uh, which was comparable to Christmas time. And on the other hand, uh, we were witnessing to Italian locking down and, uh, and we had to take very strict uh, procedures uh, in order to protect uh, our, our workers in, uh, in packing houses. It was a double challenge, let's say. So our, our workers uh, need uh, to wear full protection here. 
we had to increase the sanitization of, uh, of the packing houses. Uh, people had to reschedule and to change their way of working. So different habits, uh, habits were altered. Uh, we had to um, insert protective screen between workers. But I'm glad to say that the reaction of, uh, of warehouse worker was amazing. There was full cooperation, and there was actually a sense of pride to be able to continue and provide food, not only to the country, but also to Europe. Uh, Fabio, the, the story is, I, I imagine, very similar in the South Tyrol, is it? Yeah, absolutely. The first, the first worry that we had was to ensure safety and security of, of our workers in the packing houses. We're only talking packing because obviously for apples, the picking season was in last autumn. So now we have products in stock until more or less August or September, depending on, on market request. So the, the apples were fully under control and what we started reorganizing Nearly 100% were the packing houses, so to protect the workers, as, as Rita said, also giving you some technical ideas of, of what that meant. So I would say in this phase, limited work uh, outside, so in the fields, uh, is necessary. So we will see what happens in a few weeks or in a few months with the, with the huge problem of having enough seasonal workers to go on and to prepare for the next season. We've seen uh, in, in the major consumer markets, and I'm sure that's true also of Italy, that you've had a, a quite a significant growth in demand, that people have been buying more fruits and vegetables. And yet, at the same time, you've had pack houses. I imagine, are they able to work on, on even higher rates uh, in terms of uh, you know, more working, more throughput? Or have you had to limit the time in which the pack house works, uh, Fabio? So we were already in peak season because the month March is already a peak season month for Apple. So it was impossible to increase the rhythm. What we did is we reorganized the workers when we applied these uh, safety measures for their health in in more uh, in more uh, um, let's say organized timing. So we got to around 100% of our capacity, but we were already near that. What was really strange was that panic buying and stocking by consumers in different markets was like a wave. It started from the north of Italy, then the south of Italy, and then in the weeks after, starting from the beginning of March, then every single country. So we managed somehow to put all the products on the shelves, but we had some weeks with the request going to plus 100%, and you just, you cannot have enough free capacity to go to plus 100%. But how have you managed to keep the shelves full? This is the thing that I can't understand. If you're, see, if you're seeing these great increases in demand, Rita, Rita, what, what have they done at Allegra? How have you managed to keep the, your, your customers supplied with product? Well, uh, uh, as Fabio was saying, uh, we had to, uh, let's say, reschedule the way uh, people were working. Uh, we used to have uh, flexible rotors, for example, uh, that was gone, that is still gone for the time being. So people are required to work in a different way, uh, different hours, uh, different teams, uh, and always in the same team. And uh, we, wo- we have more than one warehouse, and that also helped us uh, enormously because we were also able to transfer some of the work in some minor um, warehouses. So we, were managed to, we managed to spread the job all throughout our packing houses, 
and uh, we have quite a big capacity and uh, so we are going towards the end of the season so we managed to do that uh, with quite a big effort but we managed to do it and, and uh, did are your workers therefore on lockdown or do they get uh, special dispensation because they're in a crucial industry fabio how does that work for you in the south tyrol well the government has given uh, different regulations starting from march and uh, obviously the food sector has always been allowed to work because it's one of the strategic sector so the food sector uh, as with the health sector is being considered strategic from the first moment what we had to do was to be uh, really fast in rethinking our way of working to be able to apply the security measures so that means distancing between the workers if you cannot do distance then you have to give protective gear which mm. was particularly complicated to get at the start and that's the same today so you have to put less people on the lines so to be sure that they can be protected uh, you have to put on some uh, divisions so that you can separate the worker one from the other so yeah we were able to be open every day people can get to work but they have to be absolutely safe sure now we've talked uh, about the supermarkets and of course Italy's famous for its small fruttivendoli for its small fruit shops uh, are they open too and how have they got on Rita uh, well uh, they are open indeed uh, if you walk by if you pass by one of these uh, small grocery stores uh, you will see that is empty or there are one or two or three people queuing outside because only one person at the time is allowed inside the shop uh, mm. to maintain the safety distance. Uh, but really, if you speak to them, uh, you will find out that they're, they're working more than ever because uh, they've started with the home delivery. Mm. If you've got people going maybe to the supermarket, they will go once a week yeah. because, you know, you've got to queue, you've got to wait outside. It's not, I wouldn't say that going to the supermarket nowadays is a very... Um, nice experience you want to go there do your business and leave as soon as you can more than ever mm. uh, so you do the big shopping once a week but you are bound to need uh, uh, some more fresh uh, items uh, during the week and you can use a small grocery store mm. yeah, I would say they are really working uh, in, in a big way and uh, if you see at the um, say if you look at the sales of supermarket for example uh, you will see that um, articles such as strawberries uh, or asparagus or lettuce, uh, they are not selling very well because people are going for um, those fruit and vegetables that can stay in the house for a week. Yeah. While with, with a small grocery, you can still pop down the shop and get a nice basket of strawberries, for example. Yeah. And this change of home delivery is also, I mean, at supermarkets we've seen a growth, haven't we, of uh, e-commerce that people are are ordering more online um, and it's become much more of a thing in recent months. Do you think, uh, Fabio, that these trends, the one that uh, Lisa's just talked about, about the small shops doing home delivery uh, and and also the growth of e-commerce, do you think these are two trends that will be will, will remain in Italy, that they'll be here to stay, Fabio? Well, not in this dimension, I'm sure, but probably somehow. What, what we noticed is that the system was absolutely not ready to scale 10 times, and that's what happened. It's uh, from a few percentage point to some 20% of the people trying to buy online. So it was actually nearly impossible in many areas 
to get your groceries at home, if not in two weeks, which is when you don't need them anymore. As the supermarkets are open, you're going to try to go out before. So I think the system will be reanalyzed and rethought. It, it is now very difficult because it's a, it's a really hot time in the crisis now to understand what will stay and what will not stay. But I think some people will just reconsider this channel in even after the crisis. Mm. Now, now, the other the other big, I mean, of course, life has changed for you all in Italy quite dramatically over the last uh, the last several weeks. Uh, and it looks like it'll continue for weeks to come. How does that affect things, you know, basic things like retail promotions? I mean, you two are very heavily involved in it uh, in the in in this in this uh, in in the retail promotions business through the work you do w- what have you had to do with promotions how have you altered them rita uh, well in terms of uh, uh, real promotions as in uh, um, increasing the volumes uh, because uh, there is a, a promotion going on uh, we kind of uh, in agreement with supermarkets uh, these are on hold. Uh, we are not really doing any promotions at the moment uh, uh, for two different reasons. Uh, one would be uh, because we want to make sure that everyone uh, receives the supply. So we don't want to, con- to concentrate the offer on a few places. Uh, but now we are going, everyone has got to have guaranteed a supply of produce. Uh, and, and also supermarkets are willing to do that because they try to avoid as much as possible to concentrate people in areas in supermarkets. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to attract attract too much the attention of of group of people in a in a, in a space in a supermarket because they are all gathering there to buy some product that is on promotion. So really, at the moment, if we talk about promotion as in uh, um, advantage in prices, those are actually on hold at the moment. Mm. But there is a good uh, way to work uh, in uh, diversifying the the offer. Is that there is a very big increase in. Uh, in demand uh, uh, of packed produce uh, in comparison with the loose product that we normally we normally sell so we found ourselves uh, uh, to pack uh, products of calibers that we normally sell loose so even uh, let's say take uh, kiwis for example even those big kiwis that would normally be sell in a box uh, are now put in panets so there's been a big, a big new demand for packaging uh, that yes. you've seen in the market. Yes. That's very interesting. Again, one for protection, uh, and because people don't want to buy fruit that has been touched by other consumers, but also uh, people want to go to the supermarket, as I said earlier, do their business and live. Mm. You, won't, you, don't, you won't see people hovering around looking for the best orange or the best kiwi. They buy the planet and they live. Yeah. And have you have you seen, um, as it were, a, a reduction in the number of SKUs and the number of stock keeping units, the number of products that you yes, see on the correct. shelves? Uh, that's a good point. Uh, simplicity, simplifying has been uh, another one of the mottos. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, we in uh, our reference, uh, we also have uh, g- uh, the Gold Kiwi organic version that has been uh, taken away from uh, Quite a few supermarkets, I'm not talking just about Italy, but around Europe, yeah. because they try to concentrate on few basic uh, skills. Mm. You've, you've talked uh, there, Rita, about the, about the changes in, in uh, markets outside Italy. And I'd like to turn now to that uh, in, our, in our closing part of our discussion today. 
Um, Fabio, if I could turn to you, what, what's demand been like in major markets outside Italy, in places like Germany, Scandinavia, in the UK, from where I'm calling you today? How's that been going? Well, as I quickly said before, it has been a wave. All the all the different markets have been spiking at some point with the, with the request, and that was normally the moment when the government was announcing uh, the locking of the people or, or severe limitations. That when people went stocking and panic buying, so the retailers tried to react, and sometimes through predictive system, even with many mistakes, and then we had to arrange orders because we're. Big orders were done and then cancelled and then done again because nobody was really understanding. I have to say, in such a crisis, nobody has the experience to try to understand a few days before what's happening. So we kept strong contact with our customers. The same happened in Germany. The same happened in Scandinavia somehow. If I may, I would like to say a couple of words about the packed trend Please that do. Rita has already analyzed. Uh, it is very complicated at the moment to understand how we will manage to pack all the food that people, the fruit that people are asking. Because obviously, our business is also an industrial business. We need machine, and there's a limit to the people that you can make to work and to the hours that these people can make. So when you move from a seventy percent lose thirty percent packed to the other way around, well, we are just not able to do 70% back. So we will discuss that with our customer. We'll try to find some arrangements in a creative way, so small boxes or whatever. But this is involving all the European markets just at different timing, and that's that's the virus wave. Mm. Rita, have you found the, 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 the same uh, situation, the same demands from yes, your clients abroad? Yes, uh, we indeed had an increase of demand of uh, kiwi, uh, as uh, many other articles related to vitamin C, for example. Mm. Uh, for us, uh, our biggest, biggest challenge uh, was not being able to provide the produce, uh, was to deliver the produce, because there have been a couple of weeks where logistic was by far the hardest task. We had lorries leaving for Northern Europe or the especially the Eastern part of Europe. Lorries that would leave, they would go there and never come back mm-hmm. because the drivers were kept in quarantine. So the main, the, the hardest bit, as I said, was to deliver the produce. We, and uh, Fabio will know as well, we had a, w- a couple of weeks ago where there was a queue at the Brenner Pass of 100 kilometers. Mm. And uh, so that was the most challenging bit. Uh, now the, e- the um, EU also has intervened, uh, gave some regulation of transport, especially of the basic goods. Things have gone uh, a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I think also Italian transporters uh, were very good in recognize, uh, recognizing the urgency of the situation, and they never raised the prices. You know, there was no sign of exploitation on this, mm-hmm. so it was really hard. But we could really see cooperation on every side. So in a way, it was easier to to do our job properly because everyone was cooperating. And, uh, yes, we had an uh, increase in demand uh, in Germany, in the UK, in the Scandinavian country, but nothing panicky. It was a, a, an increase, uh, nothing of uh, everyone is going to stop the houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, um, the knowledge that 
produce would be there, has been there from the beginning. Wonderful. Well, that, that's all we've got time for today. Um, thank you so much, uh, Rita. Thank you, Fabio, for joining me here um, uh, in London. I was joined down the line from Italy by Rita Biserni of Allegra and Fabio Zanesco of VIP. Thanks, guys. If, uh, I may just say one Indeed. tiny little thing, uh, Chris. Please, Rita. Uh, if we want to just give a very brief uh, uh, highlight, what's uh, was the real highlight of all this situation in Italy? I would say that this has been somehow the victory of, uh, of ordinary people, people whose work normally is often taken for granted. Now we know that without them... That's a very good point. Absolutely. That's a very good point, Rita. Well said. Um, and it's clear from from uh, from what you both have said that there are many challenges that uh, businesses up and down Italy are facing. But I, I thought the, the point you made about the way in which uh, businesses are also finding levels of cooperation is very interesting. And, and let's hope that that continues far beyond this moment of crisis that we're going through, uh, all of us, and that you've been going through with a special uh, difficulty in, in Italy. And, and uh, I and all our listeners at Fruitbox wish you both uh, the very, very best. Uh, keep well and stay safe. Um, and uh, we look forward to speaking to you uh, again in future. Rita, Fabio, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thank Bye, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. You can find today's conversation at Fruitbox and many others I'll be having over the next few weeks and months now at fruitnet.com. Look out for the Fruitbox logo. And look, of course, for the link in my social media profiles at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and of course on LinkedIn. Check me out at Chris Fruitnet. That was Fruitbox, and this is Chris White. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>